Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday the 16th of June. Today, Eddie Maguire's unique solution to the two problems facing the AFL right now, the NRLW announces expansion plans, and an Aussie super sprinter shows the palms up in the royalist of races. But first... Last night, justice was served. Aussie heavyweight star Justice Hooney improved his professional boxing record to six fights, six wins, after his heavyweight bout against fellow Aussie Joe Goodall went the full ten rounds before the judges awarded the fight unanimously to the boy from Brisbane. Left hook, right hand from Justice Hooney. Urgency increases. And he sits down, he goes to the body. The win continues Hooney's upward trajectory as a heavyweight to watch as he moves into the top 15 in the IBF, WBO and WBC rankings, meaning that he's now eligible to fight for a world title. Hooney's win came on the same day that heavyweight King Tyson Fury announced that despite announcing his retirement, he's training like a madman in anticipation of a super fight against fellow Brit Anthony Joshua. I train every day, twice a day. I run in the mornings and do weights and boxing at night. That's not for any specific reason. That's just to keep me fit and healthy and mentally well. I've been enjoying my life, you know. And my way of enjoying my life is doing doing a lot of training. I'm glad Fury's keeping fit, because do we dare to dream of Justice Hooney taking on the Gypsy King? Right now, the AFL has two problems. The Kangaroos suck, and Tasmania really wants their own team. Enter former Collingwood president, Eddie Maguire. Take this on board as a proposal to think about and see if this is better for the long-term future of a North Melbourne and a Tasmanian combination than instead of having two weak clubs, becomes a super club. And that's what I'm trying to get to, a super club. Maguire delivered a proposal on Channel 9's Footy Classified last night which outlined how the Kangaroos could evenly split their games between Tasmania and Melbourne. Maguire's proposal also outlined other big ideas like a Tassie Academy, which would provide the Kangaroos first access to local talent, as well as ensuring a commercially friendly fixture. But the big kicker in Maguire's plan? I would go and say to this man, Alistair Clarkson, you love Tasmania. You started your career at the North Melbourne Football Club. You are the coach and will put your coaching uh, fee outside the soft cap because you're going to be an ambassador and you're going to develop it up. That's what's going to be big. You know what, Eddie? I like it. It makes sense, especially when you consider that the upcoming vote by the existing 18 clubs about whether or not to grant Tasmania a new licence feels like it's losing momentum. And let's be realistic. The Kangaroos haven't had a sniff of finals since 2016. They need to shake things up. And this proposal fixes both problems. So I figured out a way to kill two birds with one stone. Now, the only dilemma is getting the kangaroos to actually agree to the idea. And given they turned down a huge amount of cash to relocate to the Gold Coast a decade ago, I don't think they're going to be voting yes anytime soon. We need to go bigger. The NRLW is ready to grow. There are lots of markets and there are lots of clubs really interested in wanting to compete in this women's premiership, all of a sudden now we have demand that's greater than supply. NRL CEO Andrew Abdo announcing yesterday that in 2023, the Women's National Rugby League competition is set to add four new teams, making it a 10-team comp. It's a nice round number. The existing teams, Brisbane Broncos, Gold Coast Titans, Newcastle Knights, Parramatta Eels, St George Illawarra Dragons and the Sydney Roosters will be joined by the Canberra Raiders, Cronulla Sharks, West Tigers and the North Queensland Cowboys. Or 
Will it be the North Queensland Cowgirls? That club will have to handle the whole woke gender issue that no doubt will cause some sort of a hullabaloo. Don't worry, it's just a name. The latest announcement continues the fast-track development of the women's game in Australia, as Abdo explained. I'm very excited about not only the growth of the Premiership, next year, when we think about the female elite calendar, it starts at All-Stars, it runs through both the New South Wales and the Queensland state competition, it now has an 11-week Uh, Premiership. It has two state of origins and an opportunity for us to have an international program at the end of that uh, where the best of the best can be representing their countries. Once upon a time, an Australian horse named Nature Strip went on a long journey to a faraway land called Royal Ascot. Fancy. Ten years on from a certain black caviar's famous victory at the Royal English course, Nature Strip was attempting to prove his sprinting superiority. As they make their way down inside the final couple of furlongs, Nature Strip has gone to the front in the King's Stand. Racing in the King's Stand stakes in the presence of actual royalty, Nature Strip jumped the second favourite behind American runner Golden Powell. But over the 1,000 metres, Nature Strip's pure sprinting prowess was on display. It's Nature Strip out clearing the King stand by two lakes from Acklam Express. Twilight calls and behind these equilateral. Salute a world-class sprinter, Nature Strip, a ripper in the King stand. The Strip ran out a comfortable winner, with only one horse actually getting anywhere near it, and that horse had lost its rider in the starting gates. Nature Strip jockey James McDonald was understandably happy post-race. He's an eight-time Group 1 winner for a reason, an Everest winner for a reason, and he's a, he's a superstar, it's as simple as that, and his work's been unbelievable, and when uh, he's coming over here, Australia's got the best sprinters, and it's well documented there. Meanwhile, Nature Strip's super trainer Chris Waller explained the logistical difficulties they had to overcome. To bring it out of the winter, bring it into a English summer, and it was a pretty warm day today's really affecting a horse's body clock. That's one thing. They travelled 40 hours, which took two horses over. The other horse's home affairs. He's racing Saturday. 40 hours on a plane. They stand still. They're not in first class, business class or economy. They're just standing upright. I think Nature Strips earned himself a first class seat for the flight home. And that's your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Thursday the 16th of June. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow for your week-ending edition of The Scorecard. Listener.